instead of menopause. Instead of menopause, like going through menopause. Yeah, yeah, because because like you end up in a dad joke territory, right? Where you're telling all these silly jokes, and I think I'm going through metaphors. <laughs> <laughs> but, you're, but you're actually like yes, he does. But that actually, actually happened. The, you're actually the metaphor man. Yeah, the I'm known as the man. I'm the metaphor man. He, he can't speak in straight talk. He's going through metaphors the whole time. Yeah, you you got heaps of them. You got a whole book of them. Yeah, man, I use them till the cows come home. I just can't <laughs> stop. You, you've got a you got a whole um. Roscoe Page of them. Yeah, I got it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man, the Roscoe Pagey train of knowledge. That's yeah. right. Yeah, that's yeah, right. Yeah, that's yeah, right. The Pagey train Page of thought. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, the one I used to get at high school was, uh, oh, not high school, primary school was like, oh, turn the yellow pages. But no one has the yellow pages anymore, so I was born in the wrong era. Yes. You know, turn a page. I think if I ever had children, though, I would name one of them Webb. Webster. Webb Page. <laughs> <laughs> www.atwebpage.com <laughs> um, Yeah, that, just, that's just me being cruel. I'm, I'm a cruel person. <laughs> Webby. I think I think we're ready to jump in. Do you want to jump yeah, in? Yeah, let's, let's do it. it. Yeah. And we'll, I thought, yeah, sorry, no, I thought we were jumping well, in. We are in, we are in, but I've got to do the intro, man. Okay, okay, so the people the listening to us talk, or they're watching us talk right now, and they're having a good time. Oh, right, right, right. But, right, right. Go, who's but, the, but they don't know who I am. Yeah, we've got to talk to it. Yeah, 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 well, yeah, or they yeah. might have read it in the comments, or it's on the thumbnail. Like okay. they're, they're reading it. Yeah, Maybe yeah. they know. Your friends know it. Big shout out to Ian's friends. Yes, thank you. But um, but uh, look, I'll just do the intro. Go Let's do it. Let's do it. And welcome to the Pager Train. Today I have in the studio with me, Ian Esky, Ian Eskendor. Welcome to the show. Woo-hoo. Thank <laughs> you for having me. <laughs> no problems, man. Um, so um, now that we've riffed a little bit, let me just get right down into the origin story. Okay. Why rapping? Why did? Why? why, why what got you into rapping, man? Because you've got you've got a, you've got a, um, you've got some uh, award-winning music there with an award-winning um, uh, um, uh, music clip yeah. uh, shot by um, and directed by uh, Vic Tran. Yes, you've got all this stuff going on. It's a lot of work. Yeah. what pushes you into that work? I started rapping. This is going to sound so cliche, and all my rapper friends laugh at me for this. Mm-hmm. But I started rapping because I saw Ja Rule Nelly. And Eminem hit like, you know, like <laughs> the the top of the charts. And Eight Mile just came out, and I was like, Oh Eight yeah, Mile's a good movie though. Look, it is a great movie. It's a great movie. But rappers, when they, like, oh, is that your influence? When they look at me, like, was oh, that really what pushed? No, it's no, like, yeah, no. it was. It was for me. Well, everyone has a different story. Yeah, right. And and I grew up that time. Like I I love and I still mm. love those artists. Um, but then uh, when I started getting more into hip hop, is when I started getting into like the whole culture of it so mm. like the back in the late 80s early 90s so like krs1 big daddy kane mm. like wu-tang clan and then, then that's when i really fell in love with hip-hop but definitely i gotta i gotta give credit where credit is due it was it was it was jar rule nelly fan. and eminem yeah but then yeah but then i then i was discovering like tupac and biggie yeah and then all the mothers yeah it's just honest. ridiculously amazing music oh yeah incredible. it's just a pristine incredible thing is the word yeah yeah, um, I don't know, but uh, but but is there a relationship with like with um, rapping and singing and what what did you have a point in the road where you go do I want to sing or do I want to rap like was there a moment like that or did you just knew I wanted nah, to rap I wanted to sing yeah and then I couldn't sing <laughs> and then I was like what's the next best thing that in my mind doesn't require so much discipline and effort mm. and then I chose rap and then you realize oh no this like this can I swear? I'm fu- you know, I don't fucking know. Can, just, can we fucking swear on this fucking show or what? You totally fucking can. Okay, okay it turns you. out we can totally fucking swear on this thank fucking you. show. Go right fucking ahead. All right. Well, then, <laughs> and that's when I discovered, oh, shit. <laughs> Rap does take fucking discipline and effort just like everything else. Totally. Then, it's an um, art. It's an art. Like, yeah. yeah, everything else. But um, well, yeah, I chose that. For me, it was different. Like, I wanted to get into rapping, but I was terrible at, at rapping. So, so you did singing. Yeah. You know what? Singers <laughs> tell me that all the time. But yeah, I'm man. Like, I, want, I wanted to be a rapper. But I, but it just didn't work. It didn't work for me that way. I'm a heavy metal singer. There's no avoiding it. Yeah, I can't well, get out of it. It's what I am. And you got to own it. Yeah, yeah, totally. yeah, 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 yeah. That's yeah. just where I'm head. That's just where my head's at. What, and, I, I know. I know. I'm the guest here. But mm. what kind of metal singer are you? Are you like? Are you growling? Are you? Oh man, yeah, I know. Um, howls and screams. Um, oh, long, mad. long extended screams. Mad. Um, uh, um, I like doing transitions from clean uh, to uh, to grit. Yeah. Uh, the grit in the middle, hard rock. Um, full on guttural vocals. I, do, I got to Yeah, I can do a little bit. Yeah, crazy. You know what I find? I find the metal, the metal, hardcore heavy metal audience is similar to the hip hop audience, mm. where they love their music so much 
that they don't listen to anything else until you become mature and go, oh no, music is just music and we all love It's everywhere. We should access it all. Yeah, yeah. but like when you, some of the audience members die in hard. those diehards, they, it's like die they hard. just listen to that and that's it. Dude, the amount of metal shows that I've done where I've got diehard metal fans in the show, it's, it would be unusual to do a metal show without diehard metal fans. That'd oh, yeah. be weird. <laughs> well, like, I mean... <laughs> well, they always show up to swear in the same gear, man. It's always like um, uh, denim uh, vests with all their favourite bands on it. They've usually got hair down to their shoulders, yeah, usually yeah. got beards, yeah. several piercings, probably tattoos where people say you shouldn't get tattoos. <laughs> um, but I think that... But, but I suppose that's the same as rapping, right? Same as hip-hop. There's, 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 there's people who love hip-hop who... Just love hip hop. They just wear the baggy jeans. Yeah. And like, I don't know what BKs or like Air Force Ones, whatever. Yeah, but that's it. There's a look. There's a look that you go for. There's a look that you go for. And there's certainly a look that they go for when they're um, uh, being a fan supporting artists. Mm, mm, There's mm. certainly a look that they go for. Um, But um, I don't know. Like, when I put on shows, I tried to put on like a lot of shows that I did when I was on other people's bills. I would be doing all the same metal. Like, it would be one metal show after the next metal show after the next metal show. Mm metal act I should say metal act metal act metal act and they're all very similar on the same bandwidth and when I tried to organise shows well not no it's not when I tried when I did organise shows I tried to get different bands because then you get different bands you'll pull in more crowd rather than just pulling and when you say on, different you mean different genre not music? fully but I was setting up a show last year um, with a band called Proxy Soma so they rap and do metal okay so like Limp Biscuit, yeah, uh, man, and then yeah. I'll then I'll put on a punk band, then put on a like eighties metal band, and then put on like we're like a um, a political heavy metal band, right? yeah, 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 yeah. So we'd have all these different bands on rather than just the same sort of bands. And throughout. how did it go? Awesome. Oh man, I, there you go. Because normally, because you know, it's like when you do a show, when you start doing shows, right? It's all the girlfriends and friends. Mm-hmm. That's everyone at your show. Mm-hmm. It's the first shows you do is all your, all the girlfriends and the friends and all the other performers. Yeah, there. That's yeah. basically the audience. Yeah. And then you start to expand out of that. And um, I th- my recommendation to people is if you're doing like um, shows with five acts, try to make them different, make them all different because yeah. then you'll invite different types of people and then they will go back to their friends and say, went to the show, yeah. man, and they put on a rap show, had a rap act, and then they put on this heavy metal guy, man. It was fucking insane. Wow. That's the effect you want to have. You don't just want to think about it as one band, one act. You want to think about it as a whole, whole presentation. Yeah, 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 yeah. And uh, that's where you get more audience, I reckon. And how long have you been doing that for? Oh, 25 years, man. Yeah. And then you now you do... I, you know, it's crazy because I, I, I feel like there's a similarity here where... Because I put on hip-hop shows mm. and I also love film. And then I think that's a similar thing with you. Yeah, well, I was yeah. a musician before I was a filmmaker. Mm. Yeah, yeah, I... I, I was I um I was in my first um heavy metal band at nineteen. Yeah. Um I started doing I start I was pretty I was doing guttural vocals from about sixteen. Yeah. Uh but I didn't perform in a show until I was nineteen. My first show was in Townsville in a in a at a band comp where um the whole all the surrounding towns came and there was three hundred people in that nightclub and I I was like the third act on. I remember being fucking terrified in my first show it's like terrifying your first show is absolutely terrifying that's a lot of people but then you're yeah I'm not just doing like a small intimate group I'm doing like yeah. 300 people yeah yeah yeah, like, yeah yeah fuck man I was peaked um, and then I was hooked yeah and that show I was hooked oh gosh I was totally the feeling. hooked the feeling's amazing and then people are, especially when they enjoy your music and they're going along with it yeah um, you know, wow, wow, we can we can actually do this. This is good. Do, do you think that feeling? Because I, 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 I know what you, I know what that is. That feeling of going on stage and killing it mm. th- is that. Can that be achieved by a filmmaker? That feeling? yeah, totally. Is that when the screening happens? Is yeah, that that's the, what I experienced. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because you're talking about setting up shows. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah. And I started out as a guy that set up shows, and then when I started making film, I realised there was no platform for film. I go, well, we should do what bands do. We should put on a show. Yeah. Put on a, um, a, a selection of different artists showing their work. And the best stage to show film is at a cinema. And this is a good segue, because i got to say, yeah. the Made in the West Film Festival, when I saw my music video on that massive screen, that was like one of the proudest moments of my life. Oh, thank ever. you, man. That's great. And thank, I, that's I, great. No, i got to thank you for curating it, and you and the team, like... That was such an awesome feeling. And then now I think about it. Yeah, that is a similar feeling to performing on stage and people screaming out your name. Like that. The, the filmmakers get to do something that musicians can't. 
What's that? Okay, so musicians on the stage and they're feeling the audience and uh, as they're behind the fourth wall. Mm. But a filmmaker is on the side of the fourth wall. They're watching their own content too. Too, yeah. So they can then watch. They can watch people watching their content. As a musician, that's a difficult thing to achieve unless they're listening to your music on yeah, headphones, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But they can. They they get to the, the or, what I've noticed out of filmmakers. They don't watch their movie. They watch the audience at Made in the West. Yeah, that's true. They watch because <laughs> they want to so know. True. I do. I mean, I was doing that. I was talking to Vic about that. Mm. We're like when we watched we watched um because that was uh, a music video was screened at Blacktown Art Center, mm. and then after it was screened, I looked at Vic and then and then he was like, "Yo, did you see people's faces?" And I was like, "Yes, I was watching people's faces too, just checking reactions and." Stuff. When you're on stage, you're watching people's faces. There you go. That's the moment. That's the moment. Yeah, That's the yeah, moment, yeah. man. That's where that bridge is, and then, but it's very similar. Like I've said this many times before. Like a a lead singer is like a director. Mm-hmm. A lead guitarist is like a cinematographer. Yeah, right. Because yeah, yeah, the yeah. guitarist is technically minded. Cinematographer, technically minded. The um, uh, vocalist is a dreamer. I've got this idea for a song. This, this, this is the story, right? Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. I'm going to say these words, and I'm going to evoke people this way. They're the dreamer. Yeah. And the, and the guitarist is one. Well, I'm the I'm the person actually writing this song. Um, yeah. I'm shooting this film. You it's know? a band. It's a band. Being in a film crew it's is a, a band. band. It's a band, bro. It's- Bad. It's a fucking That's band. So true. A drummer um, is a drummer and a, 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 and a bass are like editors. Yeah, and sound, yeah, yeah, and sound yeah, engineers. Yeah, that's that's the, they're in the same space. They're listening to it all the time. Okay, so I've got to keep time. See, an editor needs to keep rhythm while they edit. Yeah, because re- editing is a rhythmic process. It has to have rhythm to it. Yeah, pictures have rhythm, right? So an editor is a drummer. They're at the back and no one knows their name. <laughs> this is <laughs> big shout out to shout Rob. To I love the, you, brother. Shout out to the drummers and the editors watching. <laughs> <laughs> Massive shout out. Um, but it's true. That's that's the correlations that I found being, being in uh, both worlds. Yeah, yeah. transferable skills. Totally. All right. Um, I recommend to anyone start a band, get a be a, be as a part of a band because it teaches you how to be, a, teach you how to run a business. Yes. It'll teach you how to deal with people. Yes. Different people because not everyone's nice. There's a yeah. whole bunch of fucking assholes out there man yeah even in your own band (laughs) (laughs) yes uh, i don't need to give anyone a shout out they know who i'm fucking talking about um but you know that that is so true you have these moments and that they they are totally interchangeable but i totally recommend people either um start a film crew and make a movie or start a band and make an album like that is if you look if you do those two things it doesn't matter what you do in the rest of your life that will enhance your business acumen. That will enhance your ability to be a promoter. Because if you're in a band, you're a promoter oh, as yeah. well. You've got to promote your music. Yeah. Who else is going to promote it? Exactly. Unless you pay someone. That's why I hate it. <laughs> That's why I hated, being, I hated being an artist because then the reality is you need to business. You need to promote. It's business, man. Yeah. You got to be a lawyer as well. Yeah, one hundred percent. You got to be a lawyer. You got to know the law. Yeah. You got, you sure. got to be. A, you got to be across so many. You got to be across so many disciplines to be yeah. an artist, man. You know, I wish I wish someone really drilled that into my head when I was younger, chasing art because I chased art for art's sake. And then I never really... It's quite romantic. Like, it's yeah, romantic. You got to do the same thing, bro. Yeah. But then it's like... <laughs> I saw this meme recently. Um, it was this guy. I mean, I, I don't know where it is, but the meme was before 30. He goes, oh, I'm doing art for the love and romance. And then after 30, mm. I need to make money off this art. Like, there's like... I'm starving. Yeah, I'm going to dive scurvy if I don't get an orange at some point. Exactly. <laughs> you need to make money off it. And I think that's... Um, I'm doing a... I get invited to do these talks at these like um, creative industry things and mm-hmm. there's young people attending all the time and, and that's one of the things I say. It's like, yes, it's dreamy and yes, it's beautiful as well but the reality is you want to make a living? If that's the goal... It's a business, man. It's, it's a, a lot business, of work. 100%. It's a lot of work, man. Yeah. I, like, um, I was running, yeah, as a musician, around a studio for 10 years, man. Mm. You know, it means we've got to run accounts. Um, we, I, I've got to run a, a key system to make sure everyone can get access to the studio. Like, there's all these little things that have to happen. Who's building the poster for this show? Yeah. Oh, fuck, it's me. All right, I've got to, better do a, a... I remember starting out, like, um, 10 years ago when um, I was in a heavy metal band that we were putting around town, playing all these shows, mm. and then Facebook came out. We were on MySpace at that point, I think. Got off MySpace and got into Facebook, and all of a sudden I had to build all the posters because I couldn't just build a shitty flyer that we put on a on a um, on telegraph a, pole. Yeah, 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 yeah. I had to like build stuff that was content that people can like, 
yeah and look at and actually show their approval or disapproval of yeah, like yeah, shit yeah. now we need to tighten that up a bit man yeah no one else was going to do it so i had to learn how to use photoshop i never used photoshop before though you know, yeah, but I know how to use it now. You know what I mean? Yeah, 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 yeah. I can do it now. Like, and that's even worked at work. Someone goes, "Oh, can someone just fix this up?" I go, "Oh, I can. I can do that." And I'll do this nice presentation. I'm like, how? Who did you get to do this? I'm like, I did it. I'm like, how'd you learn how to do that? Because I've been uh, a musician for 25 years. And because I needed to. Yeah. Yeah. It was. It was mandatory. It was. I, I think. Um, and I've tried to do this. Like I, I, I teach people about like, oh, you need to learn how to use Photoshop, or you need to learn how to use Canva, or you need to learn how to use the booking system online, like try booking or Eventbrite. And yep. then I show them, and it, and it does them no You're good. You're speaking Misty's language here. <laughs> but it does them, it does them no good until they need to learn it, because then there's a purpose behind learning mm. this new system. Yeah. So yeah. So it's like yes, yes. Um. But it's driven by struggle, though, right? Yeah, yeah there's a but struggle wish, involved in that. But it's almost like I wish you could just learn it now, so you don't have to struggle. But you have to. You struggle. have to struggle because struggle, struggle is growth. Struggle is the growth part. Yes, growth is painful. Yes, like, you can't get around it. Can't get around it. Maybe that's what I need to teach young people. The struggle is going to happen. Yeah, it's going to happen. Oh no! Well, look, when we were younger, right, we all wanted to be the CEO of a company. We're going to build this app that everyone's going to love, and I'm going to be a billionaire, and I'm going to compete with Elon Musk and like you know put you know rockets into space, right? Everyone's got dreams, sure, right? But the reality is, is you got when because there's that moment as a especially a musician. There's a moment in every musician's yeah, life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There really is. You're about to. Yeah, uh, but you know what I'm about I, I to think, say. I think we know you're going with this. Yeah, we go. There's go a moment on. where you go, am, am I a fool? Am I going to keep doing this? Like, Because yeah. now I realize, do I love doing this or do I want the money and fame? Why do I want to do this? That you have to ask yourself a very honest question as an artist. Why am I doing this? And I figured out there's two answers. There's two Please, answers. Please, tell there's me the answers. answer. One is because you're selfish. Because I like doing it. Okay. Which I is like not a, singing. Which is not a bad reason. It's not a bad reason. Okay. Um, and the other one is being selfless. I like hanging out with my band and mm. I like performing at shows and entertaining people. Mm. I like those things. That's the reason to be an artist. Yeah. Like if you're thinking about money as an artist, you're going to starve to death. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> 99% of you will starve to death. <laughs> Put that as a headline somewhere. <laughs> 99% of you will starve to death trying yeah. to be an artist. No, but the, I think the point is that you've got to realize that everyone wants to walk the red carpet. Everyone wants to walk that red carpet. Everyone wants a photographer in their face. Mm. Until they've walked the red carpet a hundred times and they've had a photographer in their face every day. Mm. And that's when they don't want it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? Yeah. But they want to do it. But they want to do it, right? So uh, the thing is that when you get to that red carpet, you've got to understand that the 99 things that you had to do before you got to that red carpet were so daunting, so exhausting, so time-consuming and so expensive that you may be in debt. And you're all thinking about that while you're walking down the red carpet. So, I mean, how did you go with that making that film? That was really good. I had a really good time. And, and it was fine. And, you know, I'd like the biggest shout out to all these people. And, and But meanwhile, behind the smile is like, I haven't slept in three fucking days. I'm fucking, I may lose my job because I wasn't showing up because I'm busy doing this thing and I've run yeah. out of money because this thing and this person didn't show up. Holy shit. You know shit. what I mean? That's, I think that's what goes, that's what happens to you. That, 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 just, that just spoke volumes of, um, <laughs> shout out to Simone, but it's like, <laughs> but, it's like Simone. but it's like, yeah, like there's so many times where I, I put my art and I was like, oh shit, I'm risking a day off at work, mm. you know, and, and Simone, you know, Simone's beautiful. She, she's very supportive, but, but I'm just talking in general. Like I've hear this, I hear this a lot from mm. artists and it's like, I'm, my job is at Jeopardy if I continue to do this art. Mm. Yeah. But you have to have that balance because you got to eat, man. You got to put, you got to pay the rent. You got to keep the power on. Um, so yeah, you you can find roles in in life that will allow you to do more art, or you do less art, or you keep doing what you love. And at one point, you realize, okay, I can see a ledge that I can jump to, because that's what we're all looking for, right? Mm. We're looking for that ledge. I'm prepared to take a risk and jump, but I need to see the ledge. Yeah. I can't jump without the ledge. So I need to see the ledge. But the problem is. Right, most of the artists, will, the ones that have made it, will tell you the same thing, man. You can't see the edge; you have to jump. Oh, fuck that! You have to jump into the darkness, <laughs> oh, God, and that's, that's what being a true that sounds scary. But it is though. That's a true artist, man. A true artist will jump into the void and understand that they will do one of two things: the net will appear, <laughs> or, or they won't. will, or they will learn to fly. Or uh, okay, okay. I mean, I like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, well, this is another saying that I like to go by. Go, like go. a metaphor, man. How can one learn to fly if one is not in free fall? 
had to keep quiet there for the That's audience to just, just really just, soak just, that just in. Just soak that in. <laughs> Say it again. How can one learn to fly if one is not in free fall? Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because yeah. we all want to fly. But, but the I only way you, to fly is to jump. I got to tell you, off Mr. A high Mr. ledge, Mr. Peg, you train. <laughs> that's that's very scary. It's terrifying. It's terrifying. Yeah, I've done it a few times. It's terrifying. Yeah. Yeah. But um, I have to for the it. sake of art, I've done it, man. I've, I remember I've quit and I commend my job. you for doing it. And I've, 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 I've done I've it. Quit yeah. the job, jumped into the middle, done it. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I commend you for doing it. And I think people, everyone commends people who do that. And and it's a it's a life worth living. In my eyes, it's a life worth living. Jumping. Yeah. Yeah. I've looked at the abyss a few times though. There was one time I looked at the abyss and I go, if I don't get money in the next two weeks, it's going to put my lights out. Oh, I'm done. Gosh. I'm done. I'm going to have to sell my shit. I'm done. The life of an artist. Phone rang two days later. One of my best mates said, man, do you want to make a documentary? You want the money up front or what? I'm like, yes, I would like that. Thank you. <laughs> you know, hang off the phone. Whoa! It's stories save like that. Save my ass, bro. You just save all right, my ass. All right, all right. Do you believe... In this universe, granting you like, well, mm, that's happened to you. So that's happened to you, right? Do you? I, know, think, I already hear the question. I understand. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, like, like, is is that okay? Oh, oh, callback, right? Yeah. What's that? What's that quote you said about the 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 design and the luck? Oh, um, 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 uh, luck is the residual effect of good design. Did you did you design yourself for that call to happen? Yes, totally. So, oh yeah, well that's it. Totally, I'd already made already made content. I was already spruiking the there fact that go. I was a cinematographer. I was already spruiking the fact that I was a director. There you go. I was and out I, there wheeling, I, dealing, weekend I, after weekend after weekend. I think when telling people that story, it wasn't the fact that you just quit your job and waited. You quit your job and there was already a design. Yeah. There was already something Opportunity happening. existed because of hard work. Yeah. yeah. Totally. Um, but, you know, and I like the other saying that um, I guess people can resonate with is the uh, the fake it till you make it. Like everyone will hear this saying, right? Mm. Fake it till you make it. But they'll only work the first two times. You can't fake it the third time. You have to be ready the third time. Yeah. Otherwise, it I, won't make it. I've heard fake it till you become it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's that's probably yeah, yeah. Okay. I reckon it's two rounds though. Like you remember the first song you wrote? When was the first song that you wrote and rapped and performed? Um, I was at Street University, the place that I work now. I was working with a mentor there, six pound shout outs. Mm -hmm. And, um, he got me my first gig, $100 in an envelope. And, um, you got I, paid for your first gig? I did. It was very, very special. That's awesome. Um, I mean, I guess cause it was through a youth center, but you, you know. got fucking paid. It's <laughs> amazing. And then, um, it was at Granville and he gave you the money and he said, yeah, but I had to be used to it. I think he set me up because I was expecting to get paid at all my gigs, but that's not the reality of no of performing. It's not. But um, I remember that very well. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And um, what? How would you contrast the first song that you performed that was your um original stuff mm -hmm. compared to what you're doing now? Oh my god! I would um, I would delete everything that <laughs> <laughs> before. My my friends are very supportive. They remind me every day of the first songs that I've made. Oh, man. I, I think you should be nostalgic about it, man. Yeah. I think these things, we're not just, you know, uh, we, we're here because of the path behind us, but we're also here because of the path ahead of us. Yeah. But yeah. That, that, that equation requires both parts of the path. Oh, yeah, for sure. You know, that, that, like, I was saying to, to Vic earlier, like, um, that, you know, I use a graffiti analogy to talk about this. Mm. Like, a lot of people love, like, um, uh, murals on walls. And they go, that's beautiful graffiti you know I love graffiti like that then they'll go oh but when people tag trains I hate that and you gotta understand that the dude tagging a train is the same guy speaking my language bro you gotta, you gotta be gritty you gotta be in the grit you gotta be in the it, 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 shit it, flowers grow out of shit man that's what I'm trying to say you I got, it, it has, that's how it has to happen you, I mean, I, 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 I already know you. You get hip hop culture, mm. like that's that's the reason why we run graffiti workshops at the place that I work at. Is because mm. exactly that mm. idea. Um, <clears throat> a lot of people are, like they say they when we're riding on the same train, they're like, "Oh, I hate that graffiti, but I love that graffiti," mm. and it pisses me off. But I love that. Like that's exactly what I've been saying to people this whole time. Like you can't get to that without beautiful that. mural without the tags. And then they go, "Well, why can't they just tag somewhere else?" You go, "But do you understand the definition of graffiti? Right? Yeah. It's, it's it, there's a rebellious nature yeah, to yeah, graffiti. Yeah. Yeah, I don't yeah, know." Yeah. If, People are aware of that, but there certainly is a bit of a remote <laughs> stage of the graffiti, man. It is, it is countercultural. 
It is it is totally about ca- counterculture. Yeah. It yeah. is supposed to be in your face and it's supposed to offend you. Yes. It's supposed to do that. 100%. It's, 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 it's the design it's, of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the point of it. I love that. So it's the same with, um, like, you know, when I deal with punk bands or, like, heavy metal bands. This, man, they, start out, they start out gritty, but then they get a bit of form and then it starts happening. That's why I always say hip-hop is very similar to the punk movement mm. or, like, the metal movement. It's all, all rebellious at its core. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, it certainly is a middle finger to the organisation. Mm-hmm. Really is, because um, and we're talking about groups as well that um are probably have been um, I guess sidelined in society as well, um, and that's generally what it is. And people want a voice, and that voice comes through art. Yeah. But I think the, the interesting intersection for me is like here we are, rapper, heavy metal singer, mm. talking about film. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's where it gets cool because like these intersections and and then understandings and uh, similarities, but respect for our differences, man. That's why we're cool is because it's different. Well, my question to you, and I have my own answer to this. Why do you think you didn't do film first and then metal? (sighs) Life, life opportunities. It was about when I was 20, it was 2000. It was the year 2000. And film wasn't as accessible as music. Music was very accessible. Mm. Even music was hard to record at that point. Like to do a track back then on a low budget, we would use a tape deck and we put a towel over the tape yeah, deck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then it would m- muffle the sounds, right? And then it evolved to the mini disc. And then we could like just use. I, I, I showed my mates, you can actually plug the headphones into the mic jack and now it's a microphone. How about that, huh? (laughs) Now we've got a room mic. Now we can record our sets and then practice. Because then we can then duplicate the discs, hand them out, put this in your car, listen to it on the way to practice if you're running late. There's your demos. Oh, well, I mean, yeah, there's rehearsal tapes and stuff. Yeah, Yeah, but then do your rehearsal tapes and then go, okay, here's our EP, right? Let's practice the EP before we go to the studio and lay down five grand to go and do this, right? You know what I mean? So that became more, that was way faster to be accessible than film. Film didn't really start becoming accessible, I believe, until about 2005, 2006. Yeah. You would have had the camcorders, um, um, people doing camcorders sort of stuff, but it was still backyard tinkering. Mm. It wasn't what, it, what we get at Made in the West now. At Made in the West now, what we get is cinematic genius and cinematic beauty. Oh, yes. It is ridiculously good. Yeah. It is bullshit good. Like When people come to it for the first time, they go, Fuck me! I didn't know it was this good, man. Like they are take, they are blown away by the content. Yeah. Before, like you go back even twenty twelve when we were first starting out, we would have like two good films, and the rest were really gritty. Twenty twelve, ten years ago. Yeah, okay. yeah. The the other films were the graffiti on the train, and two of them were murals. But now they're all murals. But you got to understand that the only reason that they're all murals now is because we allowed that graffiti to occur. Yeah, we that's allowed right, it to build, that's right. and we built it out of rebellion, right? So the only thing that is coinciding with that rebellious nature is the accessibility to film. Yeah, the idea of uh, camera phones. There's even like um, you can make films with your phone, right? Yes, we couldn't do that in 2000. Yes. It wasn't accessible. It was yes. too expensive. You had to you had to become. You either were someone that had a scholarship in filmmaking or you came from a family of filmmakers. So you're in a nepotistic situation or you were in a, um, um, an affluent situation where you could afford to do film. Yeah. Now you, don't, you, can do, you can do micro budgets on film now. You couldn't do that before. She's saying that There's film, examples of it. There's exceptions to the rule. Don't get me wrong, but as a general broad brush, it's not accessible. It's a lot more expensive to make a film than uh, an album. Totally. Yeah. Totally. Oh, yeah. Depends well, on, depends on what you're depending what, yeah, yeah, yeah. Depends yeah, yeah, on the album yeah. you're making. Depends on the film, the you're, film you're making. Yeah, 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 yeah. But I see, but generally, yeah. Yeah. Generally, yeah. Uh, there's always, ex- for every rule, there's always an exception, right? But um, certainly, um, I would say as a broad brush um, uh, comment is that um, film is way more accessible now than it was in the past. In the past, it was to get into music, all you had to do was buy a guitar. Mm. That's it. Like, you're in. When, but yeah, yeah, and the camera and stuff. Yeah, but to do a film, you need camera, audio equipment, you need to organize actors, have a story. Like, it's more, there's more intersections going on. Yeah. But now, as well, like, audiences are, and the audiences weren't forgiving of 
uh, of lower qual- um, uh, content quality back then. Now they are. They don't give a shit now. <laughs> like, we're watching. <laughs> we're watching Johnny. Is that De- a good thing? We're watching Johnny thing? Depp and her ex bloody his ex wife taking uh, you know taking a crap in a bed, and we're going. This is entertainment. Yeah, we yeah. love this. <laughs> um, I. I <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty entertaining. Isn't it? yes, I mean, the I way mean, you, the way you described it was very. I do. I'm glued. I'm watching it every 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 hour every hour. Uh, but I, <laughs> I'm just saying our standards of quality of uh, our quality of standards for uh, content um, uh, observation, like you know, you know, watching content, not to be too wordy about it, just watching yeah. shit um, is way less before. But it, I think there's other interesting intersections though. Right. This is where it gets weird. This is where okay. this is one pattern I've noticed in filmmaking. Okay, go. When I was younger, subtitled films—that's a channel changer. No, the only reason you'd watch SBS in 1999 is because there was nudity in the film. Yes. It's the only reason. Uh, I grew up in that time. I was in high school. Yes. Almost yeah, crazy. Uh, yeah, yeah. It's the only time. <laughs> it was the only time you'd watch that channel. Yes. But in uh, it was um, um, uh, a big shout out to Matthias actually, um, uh, Matthias Bowler. Yeah, he uh, I think it was 2018 had a film that was in a foreign language um, with subtitles it. I've seen that yeah it's a beautiful film a oh, gorgeous film yeah. absolutely gorgeous film and a great story where, where, where was the country what was he, where was he uh, Chile Chile yeah yeah and uh, he yeah absolutely amazing film What's and the he, name of the film? Just for people in case they don't. Campesinos. Campesinos. Yeah, check out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's out, it's out there. Go and check out Campesinos. Yeah, it's on V. Yeah, that's right. Oh, Misty's pulling it yeah, up. Yeah, Misty's pulling it up. Yeah. So, um, yeah, you, you, you Campesinos is a subtitled film in a foreign language that won the glassware number one prize at Made in the West. Right? Oh, yeah, yeah. If you tried to do that five years before, I don't think it would have worked. You've got to start to think about why. And the same year, it was that film. What was that? Um, uh, it was a Korean film. Pra- um, Parasite. Parasite. Parasite was also a subtitled film. The only subtitled film in history to win an Academy Award for the best film. The same... Why are subtitled films okay now and not before? The same thing I think I've got the answer. Oh, 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 please answer. Go, go, I think go. I've got it. I think I've got it. No, because um, we do scrolling and text... And we watch films in silent while we're at work and we don't mind the subtitles now because we have to read it because we want to watch this content secretly and we want to watch this content quietly or we want to watch... We're we're more accustomed to reading content on an electronic device now than we were in 2000. The mindset has changed. We're more accepting of um, um, multi-faceted ideas. Interesting. Yeah, I think our brain patterns have changed. And that's why we're... Because when brain patterns change, we become accepting or rejecting of other ideas. Yeah. And you can certainly see civil movements that have been happening in the last five years. You know, Me Too movement, um, uh, more um, civil rights movements are happening, uh, rights for LGBTQ people. Um, There's all these different movements that are happening that came from accessibility and that accessibility is multimedia and that multimedia has had an effect on mainstream media. Yeah. That's what I think. Would you put subtitles on everything you do now? Uh, I've got closed captions on everything. Yeah. You can, you can select it though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like this yeah, show, yeah. You, you, I'm pretty sure you can um, do the page train on YouTube. Oh, yeah. You, it, and it'll, oh, it'll close caption it. it, yeah. It does it automatically now. Yeah, right. Yeah. Oh, man, but look, what I've learned is I did a... Like, here's a really left-field idea for you. I was doing a... Um, we've got Campesinos up. Yeah. It's oh, God, it's a gorgeous film. film. Look at that shot. That is amazing. Oh, can you go back to that, Misty? The, when they smoke, when that old man smoking that pipe? It's just amazing. So the viewers can see this? Sorry, I'm just... Yeah, like, yeah, the viewers, I'm, viewers I'm can see this. Yeah, yeah. Okay, okay, cool. Like, look at that. This, got, they, this is an insane film. And I just don't know how he pulled it off. But it's just two guys. There's two guys making this movie. Matthias and his brother, or who's yeah, it? no, he's no, cinematographer. No, oh, cinematographer. Okay, Man, look at that shot. That that is gorgeous. <laughs> Insanity, <laughs> isn't it? It is. It's insane. This is made in the West content. You know what I mean? Like yeah. this is what's coming out of Western Sydney, man. And you could put this film against other films in the same year, and they're very close. Like the separation between the winner and the last person in the finals is not a There's big distance. Nah, do you remember? Be, do you remember be. who was the second? Uh, I mean, there's no second. Come, oh, there was a runner-up, right? There's runner-up. Yeah, there's runner-up. Oh, we can look that up. Missy was runner-up for that, that year in Campesinos. Can you check that out for me? The particular year? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
check. Yeah, yeah, we'll be able to check that out. We've got it all. We've got all that data on our website. Yeah. Which is madeinthewest.com.au. Don't forget to go and check out Made in the West while we're here. Nice little segue for a plug there. Um, <laughs> but, but look, no, seriously, uh, the content that we're getting out, like, good as gold winning last year is an iconic moment for us at Made in the West. Not just not, not just about the film. Don't get me wrong. The film's yeah. great and it beautifully shot. Great piece of music. It, it's it, it's firing on all cylinders. Yeah, that's why it won, right? But we've been trying to get a music video award in the Maine the West for at least five years. Because you can't because you can't do it unless the content exists, right? And you need to go and grab the content and advertise for it and yeah. make sure it gets to you. Yeah. So we did a big push to get that content this year. We made a very concerted effort to get that music award in there. And we wanted glassware. We wanted to hand over what... Because if you win Made in the West, you get Best in the West, right? If you win the Best Student Film, that means you know the, the guys that are getting access to the industry are getting a look in as well. And if you disagree with both of those, the audience gets to vote for what they want. Audience Choice Award, glassware again. Yeah. Right? There's been three winners through Made in the West history that have gotten Audience Choice Award and... Made in, uh, best in the West. Great. Right? They've pulled out both where they agreed with the judges, right? That has awesome. happened. Last year, uh, a student film, best student film, won the Audience Choice Award. That's the first time that's ever happened. So, a student film, like, think about that. That was, um... Uh, Towelhead. Yes, Towelhead. Towelhead. Amazing. Yeah, yeah amazing. Great. Oh, man, oh, a film gosh. that just speaks to everybody. Yeah. A film that speaks yes. to everyone. I've got your runner-up. Yeah, yeah. Who's the runner-up? Larry Time, of course. Larry Time amazing. with oh, Larry Hinder. That was amazing. That was amazing. I, 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 I didn't catch that one, but I, I think I'll watch that one. Is that on YouTube? I mean, hopefully. It hopefully is. it is. Yeah, check it. See if we got Larry Time up there. There it is. Okay. okay. Oh no, it's, this is a news special, so you got to plug on the news. Let's we'll, we'll chuck him on anyway. Chuck him on. Oh no, it's, there it is. Part no, it's part time Larry. No one wants part time Larry. Oh, Larry time. Yeah, no, uh, you'd be able to put it on. Yeah, no, they're still they're still milking that cow, huh? <laughs> yeah, because okay. it's going to do the festival <laughs> runs, right? It's going to do the whole. Yeah, run. that was in the festival years ago. Surely they could release that shit, man. Either yeah. which way. Yeah, and as oh. you're talking about something. No, oh, hold on. I've got to get this out. Music got... video. Yes, 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah the yeah, music yeah. video. But before we go, I just have to say when we had uh, Larry Emder come down for a an award, I got to say on a microphone to Larry Emder, "Come on down." <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, I look oh on on hindsight. Gosh, I probably shouldn't have said yeah. that, but why at, not? I mean, why wouldn't you? I was drunk. I I, I shouldn't have been I, on stage, really. Uh, no, <laughs> I mean, you definitely would say that. <laughs> no, but the music video award, right? Um, to get that fourth bit of glassware in there and recognise music videos, yeah, because music videos don't get. You know, there is. Don't get me wrong. There's film festivals out there that look after them. Mm. But we're a film festival that wants to look after people that are making content, content that is film. And it's hard to recognize music videos unless you have a music video award. Yeah. Because then a music video could win, by, still win Best in the West, right? Could still win that. Could still win the student, student award. Yeah. It can still win the Audience Choice Award. But when you're at a film festival, most people aren't going to vote for a music video. Because they go, it's beautifully shot, but it doesn't sort of fit in the genre of film. Because mm. that, that's always in someone's mind. So what we want to sort of shift is going, no, hold on, man. Hold on. It is film. Music videos is film. Mm. They're music videos. It's in the title of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it, it is a video. What? Oh, yeah. This was the runner-up, right? Yeah, yeah. Oh, Towelhead, yeah. Oh, no, no. no this no. was a... Oh, no. Oh, 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 for um, uh, the music video. Yeah, yeah big yeah, shout yeah, out to yeah, Beena, yeah. actually. Was, yeah, that was great. Yeah, um, uh, Beena Water Charger um, uh, directed this. Um, yeah, so, so you said you were trying to get the music video awards for the last five years? Yeah, but we couldn't get the content. Oh, you just couldn't get enough. We'd only get one or two. Yeah, we'd only get one or two videos. And then we got last in 2020, we realized we've got enough to finally do this. And now we can start advertising for it because you've got to have a foothold. You can't just throw advertisement at an empty space. You've got to have a target. Mm. You've got to have something to grip onto. And, yeah. then, and then once it grips on, it'll grow like rust, right? You've got to get it to rust on there and then it becomes staple. Like yeah. artists in Western Sydney that make film know what this festival is. Yes, yes, yes. They know what it is. Yes. We, don't have, we, we, we just have to rebrand it now. We're not branding it anymore. We're just rebranding rebrand it. What we need to do now is get the thing get the uh, mechanisms inside the festival branded the music video because what happens when I get a whole bunch of musicians in a room with a whole bunch of film directors bro they what you, you, you they work my, together they work together yeah 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 cuz after that was shot mm. 
a bunch of the film guys started like um messaging we started going back and forth exactly like right. what can we work on like Surely we can work beauty, together. The beauty of Made in the West. We need to intersect those arts because mm. that's what film is. That's what music is. It's intersection of art. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You bring these people together to make something. Because the problem is in Western Sydney, we're all in different postcodes, man. We're all separate and isolated. And what Made in the West does is erode those ideas of postcode. The idea of an LGA doesn't exist to Made in the West. Yeah. We're all from Western Sydney. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and you can you, you figure out that line wherever you like. Like, it's very hard to... Like, if you're in the CBD and you walked west... You're now in Western Sydney. Yeah. Like, some people say Ashfield is West. Like, Ashfield is sure. West, man. Hey, totally is. Something, something. <laughs> Blue Mountains. Yeah. Western West. Sydney. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is a region that has now got 2.5 million people in it. And that is now. As soon as that airport goes in, that's going to go up to 5 million people. Wow. It's going to be... Fi- it's gonna, You're talking it, about Western Sydney. Yeah, Western Sydney's going to double in the next 10 years, man. Far it's going to be huge. The, the, whole, uh, the whole area from Sydney to Parramatta to here, to Sydney West, they're going to call it. City West. City like West. It, yeah, they're going to build a CBD around this damn airport, man. It's going to go, it's going to go bananas, man. Um, They've got $100 billion going in this place, man. It's going to be what's, huge. What, where's the airport located? That's at uh, Bangarabee? 5K. Uh, um, Badgerys no, Creek. Badgerys Creek, sorry. 5K Badgeries is that way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 5K is over that way. Um, Incredible. So that is going to bring a whole bunch of business of all kinds, and people are going to need commercials made for their businesses. They're going to need jingles made for their businesses. Yeah, they're they're going to need practitioners to promote their business. They're going to need promoters to promote their business. Yeah, there's work for us out there, and it's coming, and we've got to get ready for it. And if we don't get these people into rooms to start talking and start solidifying our um, uh, our industry as a music and film industry, if we don't start doing that, someone else is going to steal our shit. Oh yeah. They're going to come in and steal our shit. He's going to get outsourced or something. That's right. They're going to bring people outsiders in. Do we want outsiders coming in or do we want to be in our local area making art, getting paid for it? Exactly. Everyone knows the answer to that question. It's it's a no-brainer. So we have to to be engaged. Yeah. This is important. This is so important for us. Really is like. Are we, you are you are you in these um are you in the rooms when it happen? Are you are you are we influencing politicians? Oh we, God! Is, is, this a, is this a misty question? Is no no. <laughs> look, um, we try to get in as many meetings as we can, but I will say this: like a lot of meetings we go to, I call them. Oh, should, can I, can I shouldn't say it, should I, Misty? I mean, definitely not. I won't say that. I'll call it <laughs> something else. I'll, I'll tell you what I call it off air, but I'll I'll give it. I'll, I'll, it's a drum beating situation. It's an opportunity is what it is, Ross. No, well, we go to a lot of these <laughs> meetings, like a lot of these meetings. We call them meetings, and the same people say the same things every year. We're yeah. going to bring more funding, we're going to do this, and we just don't see the results Ross, of it. Ross, maybe you're just tired of it. Uh, I, yeah, you're no. You're definitely I, tired of it. I call it, I call it um, uh, uh, funding acquisition fatigue. <laughs> <laughs> Which is a true, that's a, that's a true thing. Yeah, man. It totally is. For a lot of artists, that is very true. Yeah, it's another, it's another way of saying that you're broke, but. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it's also like. Uh, funding acquisition fatigue. Uh, what are you just trying to say? I've got no fucking money, bro. <laughs> but I get it because it's like, artists go through this a lot and I, I hear this a lot. It's like, Yes, or you talk to Create New South Wales. Oh, hold on. Maybe I shouldn't say the names. <laughs> no, Create New South Wales. Yeah, but we've but talked you, to them pretty times. We've talked to them, to them a lot of times. Yeah, and I love them. They've done, they've done some good things. Australia Arts Council, all of them. It's like, yeah, there's, when you talk to them, they're like, yeah, there's heaps of funding. Just apply for it. And then it's like, it's like, how do we, how do we get that? As an artist, that's just, you know, not new, but n- like it's, it's bureaucratically it's locked up. So I can tell you the caveats. I can tell you the caveats and how to get in and out of these spaces, right? The biggest problem you run into is most of us operate on an ABN. Yeah. Right, to get paid as an artist, you're an ABN. Yeah. Yeah. ABNs don't get funding. You gotta be proprietary limited to get yeah, funding. Right, right, right. So how could you be a startup and apply for those funds? And be yeah, a yeah, proprietary yeah. limited organization. It's a conundrum that I believe is a design flaw in funding acquisition. And that's the kind of stuff you need to bring in these rooms. No, what we need to do is we just need to go don't need you. We're just gonna go make money. Well, yes. No, no, I agree with that too. And then when no, no, we become yeah, proprietary yeah, limited, yeah, yeah, yeah. we go do you want twenty thousand dollars so we can tell you what to do? Make it one hundred and twenty, and you can't yeah, tell us what to yeah, do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll let your logo on our shit. No, the I love end. That. Yeah, no, no, I love that. <laughs> That's what I'd like to do. Yeah. Yeah, you want to buy a logo space? Yeah, I'll sell it to you. That's where I want to get to. <laughs> no, but this is the thing with funding; they're going to tell you what to do, man. Yeah. You're like you'd know that you've worked in enough organisations. Oh yeah, for sure. They have creative control. Yeah. It seems like um. 
You know what? It's similar to uh, people are saying like, "Oh, I want to, I want to quit my job, so I can chase this dream and not and not be sure of like my financial security and stuff." But I say like, "Don't quit your job until you're financially secure." Yeah, no, make smart decisions. Make, yeah, yeah, yeah. Make you. I, I would say don't let that don't let that dictate you because then you 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 get money. But then that's going to dictate your... Yeah, you're going to be sad, man. Yeah. Like, money is not a measure of success. It certainly is not that. No. I, I, look, we're not it's joking. great. It's great. Money's, money's yeah, helpful. Yeah, 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 it yeah. is certainly helpful, but it's not the measure of success. Like, I think a balanced life is the measure of success. Mm-hmm. Having balance and, and having um, a moderation through your life of everything. Having pieces of everything that you love is successful. Mm. Um, but I do say in a, in a tongue-in-cheek kind of way uh, to some of my friends... Is that, um, yeah, you know, they go, well, money, money isn't everything. I go, well, it certainly is a good way to keep score. <laughs> <laughs> but with that said, you know, I, I, I don't believe money work makes the world go around. I can prove that money doesn't make the world go around. Love makes the world go around. Mm-hmm. I can prove it. Love and cooperation makes the world go around. And I can prove it really easily. Go. Okay. Seven people on the planet. Mm-hmm. Where'd they come from? I don't know. What do you mean? Seven billion people. Where'd they come from? Oh, you mean like from intercourse? Yeah. From their parents? Yeah. Two people. Yeah. Go, I like you. You like me. Love. Love and corporation. Love (laughs) and corporation. I get you say. (laughs) And then who raises those kids? The parents. The parents. Or they split up or whatever. Like there's a whole bunch of uh, different dynamics. I know exceptions to the rule. But as a general broad brush comment, corporation and love is required to make the world go around. Because without it, Consciousness does not exist. Mm. Money does n- money does not make consciousness exist. Mm. Money is a residual effect of consciousness. Mm. It is a it's money's like time. It's just something that we deem and it is. Like time isn't actually real. Mm. Like there isn't twenty four hours in a day. Today there was twenty four twenty three point so many hours. And mm. tomorrow there may be twenty four point so many hours and they work it out at the end of the year. Every four years they go, We fuck it up, so we add a day. Yeah. All right. <laughs> That's how flawed that is. That's a flawed system. <laughs> Money and the economy, you can't say it's not a flawed system because if it wasn't a flawed system, how come it crashes all the fucking time? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a flawed system, system. right? Yeah. Uh, the, um, uh, it, uh, to the time scale of this point, love and cooperation is not a flawed system. It's actually really successful. It is so successful, it's dangerous to us. Okay. My neck. All right, then. <laughs> On this point, how do you apply this to, oh, make, I to making films? Oh, look, I just I just do metaphors. I don't know what they mean, <laughs> man. I, I, think, I think what that means is like, you know, when an, when an artist is like applying for funding, I think the question is, are you are you doing this because you saw the dollar value or are you doing this because you can see that this particular organization can cooperate oh, you to see, yeah. you know create find, this dream I find those things to be talk and cheese because when you when you're talking to an accountant about passion they don't give a shit an accountant does not care about passion yeah. at all they're not yeah. interested in they're not interested in passion they're interested in one simple fact it starts with a number and ends with a number mm-hmm. so all an, um, an accountant will look at it um, as a number and that's what someone that's looking after money and looking after coffers for um, uh, uh, funding delegation, they don't look at it that way. They mm. don't look at social impact. They look at it as a number. And that's the problem. Those two languages aren't the same. Passion and numbers don't mix. Like, for instance, I like to put it in a political uh, spectrum, right? Um, people in wheelchairs, uh, people that have a disability, need a bit of help from the taxpayer, right? Yeah. The NDIS. If you launch the NDIS based on numbers, it wouldn't get released. Because it runs at a loss, right? Medicare runs at a loss. Right? These things run at a loss, but they're not there. For numbers. For numbers. But the people who look after it are accountants. See the problem? So when, when you look at the aged care system and it's falling apart, the problem is it's run by accountants. Because if it was run by passionate people, it wouldn't be a problem. Mm. But there would be an economic problem because they don't think about numbers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you can't have both. So I'm not saying I'm not saying that one fits the other, and one's better than the other. I'm just saying that but they're they're in conflict. Those two yeah, ideologies. Yeah, in conflict. Yeah, 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 yeah. But it, but 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 NDIS is still running. Medicare is still going. And yeah, because people pushed it. And yeah, made people it happen. pushed to make it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. People pushed for it to make it happen. Yeah. And that's the same with art, man. If you want to look at art, people got to push to make it happen. And here's the stranger thing: to look at it, art and numbers. When you zoom out far enough on the art and uh, oh, art production, and you zoom out far enough. 
it actually creates employment. So this is why if you want to go for funding, what you need to do is look at quantifiable data. You need to be able to quantify what your art does. Yeah. So if you uh, make a film, you don't want to tell them what the film's about. Like that's the secondary thing that you're telling them about. Yeah. When I make this movie, I'm going to employ 100 people. And I'm going to pay them this much. And those uh, and 20 of those people are going to subcontract to another 20 people. Yeah. And they're going to be paid this much. And when they go to different towns, they're going to spend this much money. And they're going to be there for this much time. And by the way, the film is about... You get me? <laughs> That's how you go for funding. If you want advice and funding, you need, to, quant- you you need to quantify what you're doing. Yeah, they, yeah, don't yeah. Care about, they don't care about your passion project. They care about the numbers, man. Does it create employment? Tick. Does it reach um, a diversity uh, uh, cannons and make everyone feel warm and fuzzy? Tick. Does it, uh, does it, uh, is it offensive in any way? Tick. Right? Mm. You know, is it non-offensive? Sorry. Yeah, 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 yeah. And now we're starting to dilute what art actually is now because now we have expectations of, oh, okay, so we're making this movie. We need to have a white guy, an Asian guy, and a black guy. And one of them needs to be gay. Oh, goodness. Well, well we need to write the movie around that. I okay? admire the intention, but yeah, but you that's know what I mean? very difficult. Yeah, yeah, the yeah, intention's yeah, yeah, yeah. one. Yeah, that, that's totally cool. Yeah. Like, but um, a big shout out to Von, actually. Von, 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 uh, Von Potiak is a uh, uh, previous winner of Main in the West. Big love for Von, by the way. Yeah, Von is fantastic, man. He put me onto this idea. And it goes, it's not about diversity, bro. It's about inclusivity. And they are different. Yeah. They're totally different. Um, you know, you could have a whole bunch of... Um, uh, it doesn't matter what ethnicity on, on screen and one different person. It doesn't matter. The story is what matters. Yeah. And as long as you include people into that space, it shouldn't matter. You, and especially in Western Sydney, man, like we get taps on the back from like diversity arts and things like that. They go, "It's really great that you're doing these sort of things." We're like, it's like, but that's, but we're not. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're, not, not. we're not doing those things. You know what I love about but you're representing, you're representing uh, women of color on screen. I'm like, but we're not doing that. Yeah, yeah, but we we just happen to. It was a good movie. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> I agree. It was a good movie. We can agree on that. Yeah, but we're not promoting her because she's she's ethnic, man. That's not no. why. That has nothing to do with it, bro. No, that's so far. But off I, the mark. I, I'm, I, I. I say though it's important is people people from western sydney like uh to 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 try and get their foot in the door will use that just to get the foot in the door and i get it because that's one of the points that they can use that i mean if that's a nail if that's a nail and there's a hammer involved do it hit it yeah hit it hit it hit it but i i do think it's cheesy when like the next netflix show that comes on there's always that you know one latina then there's that one black person and then there's always the the racist white guy that's such a trope actually actually, the last two the last two roles i've played with a racist white guy i'm just (laughs) saying You played a very, you did your research. You did it very well. I did. I did a lot of research into that. I was very. I was very. I was very astute at my job. <laughs> but it, I, I no like I I love all that stuff. I'm just I'm saying it gets when it becomes too tried and it becomes trope. Like it's like oh, okay. Yeah. No. You just you need to let the chips fall where they may. And as I say, like um, progress progressive civil progressive ideas are fantastic. We should be definitely doing that. Should should we all get paid for the same amount of work for doing the same thing? Totally, man. Yeah, like, yeah, that's yeah. a no fucking brainer. Right. Yeah. That's easy. Um, uh, uh, is there such a thing as privileged uh, versus this, that, and the other? Well, there's exceptions to the rules. In some cases, yes. In other mm. cases, no. Mm. Depends what you're talking about, yeah. where privilege exists. But privilege is transferable in many situations across many uh, different scenarios, man. It is not a... You can't blanket what that is. Um, does it exist? Yes. Is it important? Not really. Like, mm, because mm, mm. if you go and do something cool, no one gives a fuck. Yeah. Yeah. Does it make money? Because when you're talking to the account and they go, because <laughs> they had a million dollars, they go, <laughs> they don't care. Yeah, but he's gay. Do <laughs> you don't want the million dollars then? Oh, all right. They don't care. It doesn't matter. As I said, business does not care about passion in that way. It, like, yeah. bi- entrepreneurs care about being passionate about being an entrepreneur. Don't get me wrong. But when it comes to the numbers, like, um, a lot of famous music producers will say this, you know, it starts and ends with a number, man. You were born on this date, you will die on this date. Number, number. Mm. When you were born, you were given a birth certificate. Number. When you get a job, you have a tax file. Number. When you um, um, stand in a queue, you were given a number. When you are counted in voting, you're a number. Like yeah. you, the whole, your whole life, you're a number. And that's, you can look at life that way. It's not, I'm not saying there's anything wrong with that. I'm just saying, from my perspective, there's more things to life than that. There's more nuance than numbers. It's a lot more nuance. Yeah. 
Yeah. And why would you want to be? I just find that boring. I like there's there's more variety out yeah, there. Yeah, it becomes too predictable. Way like, too predictable. Yeah, they just yeah. Yeah, the sun is going to go down at exactly five fifty three. Okay, well I said about six ish, but you know, I was there for the photo <laughs> and I got a great shot of it. So <laughs> you know what I mean? I'd rather six ish. <laughs> I'd rather come around six ish. Yeah, totally, <laughs> absolutely. Oh man, look, I think I think we've gotten really close to the end of the show. Sure. I really do, um, because uh, Missy's got a lot of work to do, and she's yes. going. She's probably going to beat me to oh, death. Don't blame me. Don't blame me. I'd love to hear what uh, what Esky's been up to lately. Oh well, okay. Yeah, let's go. Yeah, we have got a few more minutes. You're right. We got. I don't mind. What, right, you, what have you been up to lately? Um, you, you writing any new music, or we got any no, EPs coming out? Well, or? there's interesting. I mean, we just talked about this, but I'm taking a break off music. Oh, because hiatus. I find it very uh, tiring and difficult, but I love it the same. Mm-hmm. Um, I knew that was going to happen when I was going into it. Um, I'm doing more writing and I'm doing stand-up comedy now. Holy shit! Yeah, man. and I, I got to say, okay, this is the whole thing about um, that's great. The 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 fact that you were able to do metal music and then go into film and then those skills were transferable. Mm. It was the same for me. I was uh, rapping for about ten years and now doing stand-up for about one and a half years. And I'm not saying that I'm this really big shot, but I found myself excelling a lot quicker than some of my peers. And I realized it was because of the 10 years of rap that I had. Stage, so stage presence, all stage the things presence, that you already know. Yeah. Writing bars, like songwriting. There's like a, there's yeah, almost a formula lyrical. You're to waxing it. You're waxing lyrical, right? The same with stand-up. And I was like, oh, that's why. Oh, I've been so close to wanting to do stand-up and then I just don't do it. We are running a room, mm. a comedy room up in Glen Denning. Okay. When you're ready... You're gonna be on the bill. Okay, I'll come. I'll come and do it. I'll come and do a set. Three, three minutes, four minutes. Yeah, I, I, I can. I, I, man, I've got anecdotes out my wazoo, man. I can. I can do anecdotes, but what I've got to figure out is how to arrange that and put it into a punchline and put that in a way that's laid out where people are gonna go, "That's funny." Yeah. That, that's that's the, that's where the writing skill is, right? Yeah, is, yeah, yeah. And, and obviously delivery. So we we run those nights, and the night before we do like a quick workshop for all the newbies. So please come through, like. I mean, I'll give it a shot. Yeah, for um, sure. Yeah, look, I don't think it's something that I want to go and pursue permanently. Like, I I think I, I like acting, I like directing, I like singing. But the, the stand up has always been something that has been in my mind since I was like fifteen. Yeah. Um, I was always the um because I was the weedy kid, right? I was the little nerd. Yeah. And, and you had to survive, right? Yeah, survival. Like, it's really hard <laughs> like, for someone to punch you in the face if you made them laugh. That's right. That's right. So you make people hey, laugh. Yeah. And so I had a natural knack for just having those punchlines. So yeah. I'm known as the metaphor, man. Because yeah. I just know how to make word association <laughs> and get inside your head and go, I can make you giggle in an offensive way without being offensive. <laughs> yeah. And they'd be like, how do you do that? I'm like, well, it's just, it's angles, right? It's all mm-hmm. angles. It's like, I just see the angle and you can just exploit the angle. Yeah. You know? That's why I see it. Yeah, that's the skill, and I think, yeah. Yeah, and I've always wanted to sort of do that on stage, but I don't know, like, I, I don't mind getting on stage. I don't mind the idea of totally, like, uh, fucking it up and having people boo me. I can handle that, been through that before. We're trying to be the first comedy room where we encourage booing. Now, that sounds as evil as it does sound, but it, it's to... It's about the room. It's about yeah. the comfortability, confidence. Yeah, but as well, you got to gauge. You got to gauge the work, right? So yeah. when you when you're on stage and you're singing heavy metal, you know if people like your shit or not because they're up the front moshing, right? They're they're engaging your music. Yeah. If they're not engaging music, they 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 kind of might like it, or they might not like it. Yeah. You know? I think comedy. I've seen some of the comedy rooms. I think some of them are too safe, mm. in my opinion. Um, I'm a pretty controversial person, though. Like I say some pretty <laughs> caustic fucking things, man. But look, if you're gonna say it, I say if you're gonna say it, then say it. But understand that there's repercussions. Yeah, I wouldn't. Well, I wouldn't want to. Um, what's the? What am I trying to say here? If I was going to say something and do it as an act to make people laugh, that's that's the objective. Mm, 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 if that's a bit, I, I wouldn't go in there to go. I'm gonna go in there because I'm gonna say this offensive thing that's gonna make half the people laugh and half the people leave. Yeah, I, don't, I, don't, I know what you mean. I'm not going to do that. There's, but, no, there's no tact in that. There's no like... Yeah. There's no real... You're yeah, just saying bit, something offensive on stage. That's it, right? It's, yeah, no, it's a no bit real, of a blunt instrument, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, don't get me wrong. Totally happy being offensive. <laughs> totally happy doing that. <laughs> Been that plenty of times in my life. There's that line, eh? But um, I don't know. Look, there's this big shout out to the bin chickens, actually. We have this thing at this pub that I go to. Okay. When we have a newbie show up. Yeah. Because we're the popular group, group in the okay, pub, okay, right? Okay, we're okay. the popular guys. We make all the noise. What's a pub? Uh, the Red Cow. Oh, the Red Cow. The red oh, cow, yes, mate. yes, yes, the Red Cow. So you'll know us at the Red Cow. The Red Cow. I right? love the Red Cow. So we go to the Red Cow, and there's, this, there's a few popular groups there, and I like, you know, we're, we're a geeky group there that makes a bit of noise. 
And um, when someone else sits down, because there's always a newbie, and they sit, you can see people cruising for friends. You know, you, know, you ever see that in a pub okay. where yeah, yeah, people yeah, are yeah. like, I'm lonely and I'm cruising for friends. And you see them walking around. There's all kinds of people that will do that. M- multiple ages, multiple backgrounds doing this sort of okay. thing. And then they'll sit down and I'll look at some of my friends and go, he's three minutes. He, he will leave in three minutes. <laughs> you know. I know. He won't be able to, this guy, this guy that just sat down, because we can talk, I, I've known these guys for so long and we know each other so well, that I can talk to them in a clandestine sort of secretive way and go, three minutes. Now They'll know what I mean. They go, yeah. okay. And that's kind of eggs each other on going, right, how offensive can we be to make this person fuck off or stay? Okay. They either do one or two things. And, and, and you sort of bet on... Yeah, nine times out of ten, they fuck off. Like, they won't... Because, like... It's easy to throw shit on someone. Uh-huh, like, uh-huh. You know what I mean? It's easy to bag someone out. Uh-huh, right? uh-huh. And we'll start out nice. It always starts out nice. <laughs> and at one point, we're going to hang shit on them and invite them because hanging shit on someone is an invitation to, to hang sure. shit on me. Sure. And if you don't get the invitation, then you're offended. Right. That's how we look at it. If you, right. if you, if I offend you, like if I'm trying to offend you and I'm, yeah. and I'm having a go at you, you know, either your looks or, you know, what, whatever it is, right? Whatever, um, whatever grip hold I can get hold of and exploit it. And if you can't handle it, you'll walk away. But if you can handle it, you go, I'm going to counter that with nice hat fuck with, you know, <laughs> you know what I mean? You, you and, and as sometimes the people sit down and go, Ooh, a stayer. Ooh, I think we've got a stayer. And it's always great seeing those people. When you meet a stayer, man. It's, it's a solar eclipse when you see a stayer, it's man. A solar it's fucking rare when you see a stayer. Because uh, some stayers, you go, oh, they're a half stayer. Because you can have a half stayer. They go, this is the only time they're going to be in this pub. And they'll never come back again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They manage to stick around for the next four hours of debaucherous um, beer drinking and, you know, um, surly swearing and. <laughs> <laughs> offensive jokes and terrible language and uh some people come back and they end up being uh then they become a prospect we go they're a prospect <laughs> bin chicken there's a whole ranking there is man well i'm the i'm the vice president i'm pretty sure i'm the vice president um and i think i was also called the red cow mascot the other day i was called the res- red cow the mascot. mascot i'm like i don't know what i fucking think of that <laughs> I'm a little bit offended. I might not go back. Um, <laughs> no, yeah, I had someone come up to me. He goes, I know you, man. You're like the mascot around here. I'm like, Fuck. Okay. Is it because I'm warm and fuzzy and shit, man? What's going on? It's like, no, that ain't why. It's because you were singing Killing in the Name of and there was a mosh pit going. And you basically told everyone to get fucked. I'm like, okay. Fuck you, I won't do what you tell me. I'm like, fuck me. you, I won't do what you tell me. Motherfucker. <laughs> well, on that note, man, um, I think I, I think we've reached right to the close yes. to the end of the show. We're definitely in that zone. All right, fantastic, man. Uh, thank you so much for being on the show. No, I really thank appreciate you. it. Man. Thank you. This thank you. Thank you. Thank absolute you, Misty, hoot. for having me. Yeah. It's been absolute hoot, man. Um, I, look, uh, I'd love to see you guys back at Made in the West next year. Oh, come along course, as guests and, and come and hang out, come have a drink. Yeah, that'd definitely. Be really, that'd be a lot of fun. I'll see you guys at the Red Cow. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, come <laughs> see us at the Red Cow. Yeah, yeah, we yeah. do the pool comp every Wednesday. So come oh, along. Okay, yeah, we we'll love playing pool. We play a lot of pool. Yeah. Play a, semi- a, a disgusting amount of pool. <laughs> We're also quite offensive while we do that as well. Big shout out to Zany. But, man, I thank you once again for being on the show. Thank you. And guys, you've been watching The Pager Train. You can subscribe to us on YouTube. You can also hit for notifications. But here's another announcement. We are now on Spotify doing video. That's right. If you're getting sick and tired of fucking YouTube, you can hop on across to um, Spotify and watch us on there. But hey, if you're listening to us in in the car on different devices, you can find us on iHeartRadio, Apple iTunes, and basically anywhere that you can find podcasts. Hey, it's 2022. Get with the times. You have been watching the Pager Train, and we'll see you next time. That's it, man. Thank you. We're done. Yes, thank you. That was fun. That was so fun. We fucking made it. 100 episodes. 100 episodes. Oh, shit. I did 100 episodes. Hold on. Hold on. Put your headphones back on. 100 episodes.
I can't believe it. No, we're back. We're back. We're back. Um, we'll do the sign off again in a second. This has been the hundredth fucking episode. I've got a big shout out to all of my fans out there. We've passed over 30,000 downloads. It is insane. Wow. I hope we pick it up more. Spotify is really picking up because now we've got this video widget going on, which is absolutely fantastic. But yeah, man, you're on the hundredth show. I didn't even realize. You know what? You know, you need a special guest like me to be on the hundredth episode. Of- <laughs> well, I feel really bad because I told Chad last week. Oh, no. He's, you he, promised someone the hundredth yeah, episode. Yeah, he's, he's in a punk band and he's oh, going to come no. on. And I'm like, he's on the hundredth episode. But then we did this one. I thought... Oh shit, because he's next on Thursday, but oh. but it got worse because now I've got another podcast on Monday. I'm like, oh shit, now I've got to tell Ben that he's not the hundredth episode. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, no. Oh god. Oh, but look, let, let me take this opportunity to thank um, my beautiful wife Misty. She's been supportive uh, of the show uh, for the last five years now, um, which has been absolutely fantastic. And obviously, a big shout out to Wade. Um, and another big shout out to one of my other producers uh, that I'd like to get back on the show at some point, uh, Nathan, um, who's doing his own podcast, which is Not So Secret Dad Business. <laughs> um, so I'd like to reconnect with him and um, get him back on the show so he can promote that. And uh, yeah, so just thank a big thank you to um, you know the Pagey Train uh, team and everyone that supports me and it's certainly uh, the listeners. There's no way I can do this without you guys and um, you guys have been really supportive and yeah, I just hope it grows from here and I hope... That the you know it just gets better and better and and it really is and I'm really having a good time doing it. It's something that I really enjoy doing and I learn so much. And That's I get so to, fun. Yeah, and I get to talk to a lot of people and have a good time. Right? Yeah, you had a good time. Yeah. yeah, I did. Had a great time. <laughs> had a great time. All right, for my second sign off, you've been watching the Pager Train and you know where to find us. And basically, check us out on Spotify. But if you're on YouTube, subscribe and you know, flick us an iHeartRadio one yeah, once in a while. Do the right thing. thing. Just subscribe, subscribe, subscribe. (laughs) You've been watching The Pager Train, and we'll see you next time. Now we're certainly done. We're definitely done this time. (laughs) Woo!